الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اعني على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم موسوس بالعلماء الكرام بدر الناس بفاطمه الله تبارك وتعالى is very easy there is no complication there is no difficulty in getting to allah taala if a person adopts the correct procedure in any matter then it becomes very easy if a person decides to take a complicated route then becomes very complicated but then obviously anything in life there are some do's there are some don'ts if a person wishes to do something but there must be no restrictions of any sort on him he must do it as he wishes however he wants to do it he wants to open one business so he'll open it anywhere in the middle of nowhere he will just keep the goods anyhow and he doesn't want to be told how to manage things correctly he says well my business so nobody should mind my business they mind their own business now anybody and everybody knows what will be the outcome of that so in terms of dunya we understand all these aspects we understand these concepts that something done correctly done in the right manner then somebody might even say but this seems to be like a very big job says, no no it's small child's play person was taking on a contract on contractor he was taking on a contract it was a huge building multi story so now when he was presenting his putting forward his presentation of how he will manage this whole thing and his quote and whatever so his description of putting that whole huge building his description was a piece of cake so that was his description that this is what it is door is all just a piece of cake so now somebody else they say but this 10 story building might be more like chewing rocks he's calling it a piece of cake but he has the know how and he has the correct procedure he has the correct tools the correct equipment <coughs> so he goes about it and he gets it done he accomplishes it so this is all about dunya these are just some little examples for us to understand likewise the path to allah taala is very easy allah taala hasn't made anything difficult allah taala has made it very easy ad-din yusrun nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says din yusrun is very simple very easy but yes if a person complicates it for himself it becomes very complicated if a person the path to reach some destination is very straight but he decides to keep taking the diversions because something was looking very 
attractive or something was exciting on the side road so he decides to take the side roads but then the side roads are falling into some ditches so the straight road was there in front of him everything was clear but he decided to take the side roads and now he's falling into the ditches and then he's saying no but it's very difficult and it's a very very complicated thing to get to that destination that's his own complication he made it difficult he took the diversion so likewise allah taala's path is very simple very easy and they are very simple things that if a person really attaches himself to these are principles of life and these are those very simple amal which are so comprehensive that it encompasses everything and it will take him through on his just on his journey and to his destination without any difficulty so one ayat of the quran sharif that was recited is very well known to us we hear it over and over again but this ayat of the quran sharif it sums up everything in very very concise manner allah taala gives us three commands here two things to do and one thing never to do two things to do fazkuruni azkurukum washkuruli so fazkuruni and washkuruli these are the two commands that remember me and then washkuruli be grateful to me and then the one prohibition something never to be done wala takfurun don't ever be ungrateful now in day to day life also these are things we want from people around us the parent now the child didn't keep in touch didn't even phone the parent some time passed now 3 weeks have gone not even making any call not sending any message It becomes very a big issue a big problem 3 weeks you didn't even call you didn't even send a message so we want to be remembered then we did some favor to the child every parent obviously no child can ever repay the parents for their favors but now we want some gratitude we want at least some loyalty some gratitude some acknowledgement not necessarily always in words but in conduct in behavior in manner and if somebody does something against that then we will be very strong in our reprimand in our condemnation you've got no shame you've got no gratitude in you you are so disrespectful so disloyal various descriptions will give and indeed that should never ever happen that a child should be ungrateful to his parents obviously within the limits of shariat so whereas the parents whatever favors they do for their child everything is still very limited no parent created the child no parent truly sustains the child we become the means of providing things but just on the level of means but who takes it down from that point where it was now chewed in the mouth who allows it to go down the throat who allows it to digest who allows it to become nourishment who protects that 
all the internal systems to work and enable it to work correctly to provide that whatever is required all this is purely Allah Ta'ala's doing Allah Ta'ala gave that life and Allah Ta'ala sustains that life and everything is purely by the control of Allah Ta'ala but yet parents with that limited and Allah Ta'ala has also made that so that because the parents have been the means so now that gratitude will remain and must remain lifelong but now Allah Ta'ala is our creator Allah Ta'ala is our sustainer so Allah Ta'ala is also saying look don't ever forget me somebody forgets us whereas what did we really do forget parent child relationship some friend didn't keep in touch we take offense to that somebody forgot to invite us how did you not remember me forgot to invite us for some small little thing it becomes very very offensive how did you not remember me somebody didn't take our mashwara in something he didn't take our view and opinion in some matter some decision had to be made might be some family matter some whatever it is somebody part of the circle now so he went ahead and did something but he didn't ask us he asked somebody else so he felt at that time that he needed to ask so and so he asked the person he took the mashwara and carried on but I am very disappointed you didn't ask me we'll express our disappointment I am very disappointed really you broke my heart you didn't ask me whereas yes depending who it is and what's the relationship but in a wider circle why is it necessary that everybody must ask me everything if he asked somebody else he needed some mashwara he felt that person was reliable enough and had the experience to give him the mashwara so why must it always be me but we take offense to that whereas there's nothing to take offense about it yes if it's a person now his own son now he should ask the father obviously but other than that in the wider circle why is it always necessary that somebody must ask me but we take offense about all these things and we express it also and then we sometimes go to further lens which these are all just incited by shaitan incited by the nafs that now because somebody didn't invite me somebody didn't take my mashwara somebody didn't consult me in something we then start becoming aloof from that person we cut ties we do all these kinds of things which are all just spurred by nafs and shaitan but nevertheless this is something now to take the lesson from this is how we take things whereas there is no real basis for that there is no real reason for it but yet this is how we react whereas we didn't create that person we don't sustain him now keeping this in mind and bringing this reality to mind at the same time Allah Ta'ala is our creator Allah Ta'ala is our khaliq Allah Ta'ala is our raziq and he provides everything for us and every moment in life it is purely by his grace that we survive so Sheikh Saadi Rahmatullahi he says every breath every breath requires that we should make shukar upon it and how many shukar? true shukar on every breath the fact that a person was able to breathe in because if he didn't manage to breathe in that would have been his death so he needs to make shukar on that breath but then if that breath went in and didn't come out he couldn't exhale that too will mean death so on every breath he needs to make two shukar but then in order to express that shukar he'll have to breathe 
So that breath will require shukar again. And this will continue till infinity. He'll never be able to make shukar for one breath. Let alone everything else. He cannot even express sufficient shukar for one breath his whole life will come out. If he had hundred years of life too, his whole life will come out trying to make shukar for one breath. But that too won't get fulfilled. So what about the rest of the na'mas, countless na'mas of Allah wa ta'ala? So Allah ta'ala is the provider, Allah ta'ala is the nourisher, Allah ta'ala is the sustainer. Allah ta'ala is the controller of everything. So now that we are the slaves of Allah ta'ala, we are the servants of Allah ta'ala, and we forget Allah ta'ala, we don't show the gratitude that is due to Him. So we get offended with these small small things. Somebody didn't invite us somewhere, somebody didn't consult us for something. And that becomes a major problem. But Allah Ta'ala who is our Khaliq and Raziq, and we forget Him. So Allah Ta'ala also wants us to remember Him. And remember Him all the time. So Allah Ta'ala says, Fazkuruni. But Allah Ta'ala's grace, Fazkuruni azkurkum. You remember me, I will remember you. Fazkuruni bitta'a. You remember me with my obedience. And I will remember you with my favors. So Allah's remembrance. So first command Allah Ta'ala gave us is dhikr. And then washkuruli, be grateful to me. This gratitude is not just confined to verbal gratitude. That is part of it. And a very important part of it. Then Allah Ta'ala says, that washkuruli wala takfurun. Don't ever be ungrateful. Now this ayat of the Quran Sharif, the same thing has been given to us in one hadith of Rasulullah On one occasion, Hazrat Mu'az bin Jabal radiallahu ta'ala an, Nabi Islam took him by the hand. Took him by the hand. One is an expression of muhabbat. Hazrat Mu'az was very young. He was a very young person even when Nabi Sallallahu left this dunya. So how much younger he was at, on the time when this incident might have happened. Several years younger maybe. Nabi Sallallahu took him by the hand. One explanation some have given. Like this has become now a, a deal, a pact. It has become a bayat. And then Nabi Sallallahu first said to him, Wallahi inni la uhibbuka ya Mu'az. I take a qasam by Allah. Indeed I love you, O Mu'az. Who can imagine what the heart of Hazrat Mu'az felt at that time? That Sayyidul Kainat and the most greatest of Allah Ta'ala's creation, Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is taking the qasam of Allah Ta'ala and saying to him that inni la uhibbuka ya mu'ad this is an endorsement of the level of his iman his level of siddiqiyat because Nabi Islam expressing his love for somebody in this manner that person this is an endorsement of the level of his iman so Mu'az is overwhelmed with this and he says bi abi anta wa ummi wa ana uhibbuka ya rasulallah May my parents be sacrificed for you. May my parents be sacrificed for you. I too love you dearly. O Nabi of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
having first, this is the introduction to what is to come. Nabi Islam introduced it in this manner, so that this will become this most precious gift. This most precious gift was to be given. So Nabi Islam first introduced it by expressing this muhabbat. And this is something mentioned in another hadith sharif where Rasulullah says, إِذَا أَحَبَّ أَحَدُّكُمْ أَخَاهُ فَلْيُعْلِمُهُ أو كما قال If somebody loves his fellow Muslim for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, if there is a genuine and sincere muhabbat, then he should tell him also. He should inform him. That for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, I have this muhabbat. Now, this is also something Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam commanded and here he showed it with his practice as well. What is the purpose of this? The purpose of this is that this ukhuwat, this brotherhood and this mutual muhabbat and this good feeling, this is such a desired and such a required aspect in a Muslim society among people, among families, among friends, among relatives, among strangers, but who are Muslim, they know each other, they are, this is my Muslim brother. He may not know the person's name, he doesn't know where he came from, he might be coming from another part of the world, but he's our Muslim brother. And this ukhuwat, this brotherhood, this has to be kept alive. The hearts have to be clean, the hearts have to be filled with muhabbat, the hearts have to be filled with this compassion, kindness, this love for every Muslim. All the other things are all immaterial where a person comes from, and what is his nationality, and what is his color, and what family background. So a Muslim brother. So all these things are jahiliyat, if that becomes a barrier, that where a person makes these things a barrier, that is jahiliyat. So in any case, Rasulullah addressed him in this manner, and then said to him, that, O Mu'az, O Sika Ya Mu'az. This word wasiyat, we've heard the word wasiyat many times. Wasiyat, normally we hear it in the context of a person passing away his wasiyat, or the person passed away now, where's his wasiyat? And this was his wasiyat, so that gets taken very, very seriously. The person's parting advice, or his parting wishes, and he's already gone, it's so to say, now he's talking from his grave, so to say. So now we take it very seriously, because this was the parting nasihat or the parting uh, wishes of the person that please do this or do that so that's the same word Rasulullah uses here and he says to him لا تدعنا الدبر كل صلاة أن تقول that don't ever omit لا تدعنا this is an emphasized expression don't ever miss out don't ever leave out after every salah but that you say these kalimat, these words. So this dua, make sure after every salah you recite this dua. What is the dua? The dua is also the same message that was in that ayat of the Quran Sharif, the same lesson, the same command of Allah Ta'ala, that is now being expressed in dua. So this is a very big lesson in itself, that there are various commands of Allah Ta'ala that we are to fulfill, we have to perform our salah, we have to fulfill the rights of Allah Ta'ala, we have to fulfill the rights of His makhluk also. 
we have to be fulfilling the rights that Allah Ta'ala has put upon us for our spouses also, for our children, for all and sundry. The command Allah Ta'ala has given, وَعَاشِرُهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Allah Ta'ala's command, that treat your wives kindly. Not anybody else's command. It's not somebody's father-in-law's command. Allah Ta'ala's command. وَعَاشِرُهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ so now he should be making dua, Ya Allah, you help me to fulfill your command. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala said, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرُكُمْ وَشْكُرُونِي وَلَا تَكْفُرُونَ Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi is teaching us to make dua for this. So what we are learning is that all the commands of Allah Ta'ala, we need to fulfill them, we need to ask Allah Ta'ala's help to fulfill them. Allah Ta'ala has given the command, وَقُلْ لِعِبَادِي يَقُولُ الَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنُ Say to my servants, they must speak that which is best. They must not talk vulgarity. They must not talk obscenity. They must not talk in a way that's going to hurt people. They must not abuse anybody verbally. They must not do things that's going to now cause dissension and discord. Talk things that will unite, not divide. All this is Allah Ta'ala's command now. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, وَقُلِّ So now we should be making dua. Ya Allah, help me to do and speak that which is best. Allah Ta'ala has given the command Say to the believing men to lower their gazes and to protect their chastity. Do we make dua for this? Allah help me to keep my gaze low and keep me safe from all fitna and sin. So all the commands of Allah Ta'ala whether it is salah, whether it is fasting, whether it is zakat, whether it is staying away from any sin, whether it is the aspects related to akhlaq, Quran Sharif is filled with so many aspects related to akhlaq, related to mu'asharat, related to mu'amalat and proper dealings. وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا أَمْوَالَكُمْ بَيْنَكُمْ بِالْبَاطِلِ Don't wrongfully eat up one another's wealth. So you should make dua, Ya Allah, you save me from ever making zulm upon anybody and ever usurping anybody's wealth, ever taking one sin from anybody that is not due to me. Wrongfully taking something from somebody, taking somebody's rights. The pious people of the past were so conscious about this that somebody else's rights, I should not infringe on that right in any way. One pious person was, one person was very sick, he was on his deathbed, so several people had come now to visit him and now this person suddenly got very sick and short while later he passed away. Now this was in the olden times. So, while that person was there, there was one candle or a lamp that was burning. No electricity, it was at night, so that lamp was on. This person was sick. So people had come, they were sitting around, they came to visit him. But then suddenly he got very ill and in that time he passed away. Now when he passed away, at that time there was a pious person also sitting there. As soon as this person passed away, this pious person, he immediately extinguished that lamp. So now when he extinguished that lamp, this whole place got left in darkness. Some people started asking, what, what did you do? Why did you do? You left us all in darkness. This person just passed away and you extinguished the lamp. So he replied and said that this lamp belonged to this person who passed away. The oil that is burning in there, belong to him. While he was alive, it was burning for his benefit. We were here, but it was burning for his benefit. 
But now that he has passed away, that second that he passed away, there's no more remained his ownership. He's gone now from dunya. Now it has become the ownership of the heirs. And all the heirs are not present here. We haven't taken everybody's permission to use it. So without their permission, how can we use their belonging and their possession? So we have no right to use this. So therefore, without a moment of, hes- moment of hesitation, he extinguished it. Now this was the extent to which they were conscious about all this. So in any case, these are all the commands of Allah Ta'ala. That whatever Allah Ta'ala's commands are, so dua. We want to do the right things, but do we make dua for it? Allah, you help me to do this. You help me to stay away from sin. Help me to refrain from ever infringing on somebody's rights. Crossing the line of amanat and all the other various commands of the Quran Sharif. So this is a big lesson from this. That Nabi Islam is now addressing Hazrat Ma'ad in the Jabal radiallahu after having expressed this muhabbat for him and in such a ajeeb manner having really captivated his heart. And now Nabi Islam gives him this with emphasis, great emphasis. Don't ever leave out saying this after every salah. Meaning ask Allah Ta'ala. Ask Allah Ta'ala for what? Now something that is going to be emphasized in this manner, du'as, if you look into the life of Rasulullah the amount of du'as, it is beyond our imagination. There's a selection of du'as that have been compiled in some kitabs. Al-Hizbul Azam, Munajat-e-Makbul. This is a selection. In order to make it easy for people to be able to manage it, this has been divided in seven, day, seven portions, one for each day of the week. So that over the week a person reciting these du'as, he will cover up a very wide selection of the du'as of Rasulullah Now this alone is quite a substantial amount, especially Al-Hizbul Azam is quite voluminous. That one day's amount of du'as will take a good amount of time. This is all still just a fraction of the du'as that have come from Rasulullah So now there's so many du'as, every du'a hasn't been emphasized to be read every day. Let alone after every salah. And this du'a is being emphasized. لا تدعنا أن تقول دبر كل صلاة So now we can imagine the importance of what is in this du'a. Because there's so many du'as, this is being selected and being emphasized and not once a day, after every salah. So then the Nabi Islam gives him what to ask. So ask what? Allahumma inni. Ya Allah, you help me. This is that lesson. Now there's a command of Allah Ta'ala in the Quran Sharif. Now the dua, Ya Allah, you help me to fulfill it. Allahumma inni ala zikrik wa shukrik wa husni ibadatik. This is such a comprehensive dua. After all, that ayat of the Quran Sharif is very, very comprehensive because the obedience of Allah Ta'ala is the real dhikr. So everything has come away in that. And gratitude requires obedience to Allah Ta'ala. That's the essence of gratitude. So that also encompasses everything. So likewise, this dua is extremely comprehensive. It's not just asking for something that is just some part of deen. This dua is asking for the tawfiq of practicing on everything in deen. 
Because when a person is asking, Ya Allah, Allahumma inni ala dhikrik. Allah, help me to remember you. So the essence of dhikr is itaat. The verbal dhikr is extremely important. The verbal dhikr is meant to create dhikr of the heart. That regular dhikr is meant to create dawam dhikr. Dawam dhikr that a person is constantly in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Whether he is talking, whether he is joking and laughing, but he is not neglectful of Allah Ta'ala. And therefore he always remains within the limits. Whether he is in the business, whether he is at his job or profession, whether he is walking on the street, whether he is with his family, whether he is in the masjid obviously. Anywhere and everywhere at all times, he is remembering Allah Ta'ala by being in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. So that zikr that is required verbally and to increase it as we go along with the guidance of whoever our the mashayikh might be that we have taken to but that is meant to bring dawam zikr and that dawam zikr is meant to bring that taluk with Allah Ta'ala that consciousness of Allah Ta'ala that presence of mind all the time that Allah is away, Allah is watching Allah knows, Allah is all hearing and everything I'm doing Allah is aware Allah khabirun bima ta'amaloon Allah is aware of what you do Allah alimun bidhati sudur Allah Ta'ala knows what's in the heart so that is then created then this reality of ita'at will come then it will become almost almost impossible that a person now will deliberately commit any wrong so now this is the message that is being given in here that ask Allah Ta'ala for this Allahumma inni ala dhikrik so in this is all the verbal azkar that importance of that also comes through that how important it is that we should be keeping ourselves engaged in the zikr this is the path to Allah Ta'ala the path to Allah Ta'ala as we said is very easy very simple no complications the path to Allah Ta'ala is zikr and shukr. The path to Allah Ta'ala is zikr and shukr. And a person who's developed this in its reality. Because if a person has developed zikr, then he has achieved the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Because that's the essence of zikr. Kullu muti'in lillah fahuwa zakirun. person who's obedient to Allah Ta'ala, he's in Allah Ta'ala's remembrance. Our Hazrat Rahmatullah used to often mention this says the aspect of when discussing Tawbah that a person must give up the sin so he says that that's necessary otherwise sometimes a person he is looking around he's casting haram glances and he's saying Astaghfirullah Astaghfirullah look at all how these people are dressed he's making Astaghfirullah and he's still carrying on looking as well that zikr that istighfar that istighfar itself is in need of istighfar. A person must make istighfar from that manner of istighfar. That he is committing haram, he is involving himself in sin, and he is appeasing himself that he got istighfar on his tongue. So that is just shaitan's deception, that no, no, I am saying astaghfirullah. The first thing was to lower the gaze. That was the first requirement of zikr in that situation. So now the person who's achieved zikr, he's achieved Allah Ta'ala's obedience. So Allahumma inni ala zikrik. 
This includes tilawat of the Quran Sharif, it includes the tasbihat, istighfar, the hadith Sharif Nabi Salaam says, Tuba liman wajada fi sahifatihi istighfaran kathira. Glad tidings to the person who on the day of Qiyamah will find in his book of deeds a lot of istighfar. That will come very handy to him on that day. That will become a great help to him. So now to increase istighfar, recitation of the third kalima, this has been declared as afzalu zikr. Sometimes la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, which Nabi Islam has described as kanzum min kunuzil jannah, a treasure from among the treasures of jannah, and la ilaha illallah, the greatest of all the azkar, afzalu zikr, and so many of the other tasbihat, Allah Ta'ala's praises, subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanallah al-azim, these kalimat which are very very light on the tongue, but very beloved to Allah Ta'ala, and very weighty on the scales of good deeds. Now this, throughout the day, something or the other, this person will keep on his tongue, because he's asking Allah Ta'ala, Allahumma inni ala dhikrik. So now a person who's made his tongue accustomed to the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, how is that tongue now going to be talking vulgarity? It's going to happen. That tongue, it will be impossible for it to get soiled in the filth of vulgarity. Where will that tongue now be just careless about making ribad? That tongue is going to lie all the time, every now and again, engage in Allah Ta'ala's remembrance. And now it's going to lie also. It's going to be talking all kinds of other filth. Inshallah, with the barakat of that zikr, and every now and again, some tasbih, some zikr, and what it takes, what effort it takes, what time it takes, what it costs, nothing. It's in the cause of things that we are doing as it is. So the zikr of Allah ta'ala. So these are the verbal askar that are very, very necessary, tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, and all these askar, there should be some minimal amount, some minimums that we fulfill without fail, and over and above that as much as we can, Duru Sharif and various other tasbihat and askar, our day should be filled with this. Then the next aspect, Allahumma inni ala dhikrik wa shukrik. Ya Allah, you help me to be grateful to you. Again, the same, asking Allah Ta'ala's help. Ya Allah, help me to be grateful to you. The shukr. If a person develops the reality of shukr, this path we are trying and we are hoping to achieve the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. If a person truly develops shukr, this will open the door of muhabbat. Because shukr, when the reality of shukr will come, then that will dawn upon the heart that what Allah Ta'ala has given me. How many na'mas of Allah I enjoy all the time. But we don't make shukr, we don't remain conscious of this. Once one pious person was sitting in the court of Harun Rashid, who was a very great king of his time. And he asked for some water. So the water was brought. So before he drank that water, so this pious person addressed him and asked him that, O oh, Abirul Mu'mineen, tell me that supposing you were very, very thirsty and you needed water and there was just no water around. There's just no water around. And you are extremely thirsty, you are parched. Dying of thirst almost. And now somebody comes, he's got one glass of water. And he says, I'm prepared to give you this one glass of water. 
but the price of it will be half your kingdom. What will you do? So he says, I'll buy it. So he says, okay, very well. You bought it for half your kingdom. Then you drank it. Now you drank it and something went wrong inside. And now you can't pass it out. Because a certain amount of it will get digested. But then the rest is going to be passed out. And if that becomes a problem, then it's a very excruciating situation. So now you are in this situation now, your life is, you are in this restless state and in extreme pain. And you're trying, all the doctors have come and physicians have tried and everybody's tried everything and nothing is helping. And eventually some Hakim comes along and he says, I have got a tried and tested medication for this. And it will bring instant relief. But the price of it, the price of it is half your kingdom. What you'll do? He says, if I'm going to be in that extreme pain, nothing else is happening, nothing else is helping. And if this person is the only person that's got the remedy for it, I'll buy it. So he then used this opportunity to advise him. He said, see, this is the, this is the value of your kingdom. That your kingdom can't even pay to take one glass of water in and then pass it out. Just to take one glass of water in and to pass it out, your whole kingdom went away. That if you were in such a predicament, you would have given the kingdom away for it. So one glass of water, your whole kingdom can't pay the price for, of it in reality. Because to buy that water, if that first person already asked for the whole kingdom, you would have given it to him. You would have had nothing to give the Hakim Sahib. So the point is that this is the way to ponder what Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with. Sometimes we take it for granted, all these na'mats and bounties, we don't give it a second thought and we just carry on like all this we deserved. This is something that was our entitlement. But what are we deserving of? What we are really deserving of, Allah Ta'ala save us from that. One pious person was walking somewhere and somebody from the upper story just flung out some dirt all the mess and ash and whatever which is obviously totally wrong to do such a thing all this a person just flung out of his window and this whole thing came and landed on this pious person and when it landed on him so now obviously it messed him soiled his clothes, body so he immediately expressed shukar alhamdulillah so those who were with him were surprised that you are saying alhamdulillah and you are not even taking any steps to reprimand this person, say something to him. So he said, yes, I have to express shukar on this. He said, express shukar on this? This is an occasion to recite inna lillah. But the thing is, he wasn't expressing shukar on the fact that dirt was thrown at him. His mind was on another level. And that is the difference between us and these people. We think on a very different note and they think on another level. He said, I didn't make shukar that dirt was thrown on me. That's not the point. That's not what I made shukar for. I didn't say Alhamdulillah on that. I am that kind of person who I was deserving that fire should have rained down upon me. Allah Ta'ala saved me from that. And it was just this dirt that fell. I made shukar on that that fire didn't come down. Because that is what I was deserving of. This is my condition. That if fire came down, I was deserving that. Now this is how they thought about themselves. I deserve nothing. I am deserving this kind of punishment. 
Allah Ta'ala's grace that I've been saved from all this. So now this reality of shukr. So now to think about Allah Ta'ala's ni'mads. When a person will sit and ponder, this is that muraqaba of shukr. person ponders, Ya Allah, this eye you bless me with. How many things I do with it? If I didn't have this eye, I wouldn't be able to look into the Quran Sharif. If I didn't have these eyes, I couldn't have looked, seen my children. I couldn't have seen my grandchildren. I didn't have these eyes. I couldn't have seen the beautiful things around me. Whatever na'mas you have provided. If I didn't have these eyes, where I would have been bumping around. And I would have been so dependent on others for so many things. Now to think about it. And when a person will make this his practice, that he's pondering, not just in one cursory sentence, he just dismissed it. Like it was just something, by the way, well, the eyes are there, ears are there. No, to ponder over what, what I use these eyes for the whole day, for my benefit. And if I didn't have it, how difficult life would have been. Now when that is the thing that a person is doing regularly, that verbal shukar, that pondering with the heart of the shukar, Inshallah the reality of that shukar will come when shaitan is now enticing him, tempting him to misuse that eyes. This will come strongly that how can I do this? Allah Ta'ala's na'mad, such a great bounty of Allah Ta'ala, such great benefit I take from it, such great difficulty there would have been if these, if the sight wasn't blessed to me. And now I must misuse it, displease Allah Ta'ala with it. When this really comes alive, the shukar for these na'mads, for the bounty of the eyes, for the bounty of the ears, for the bounty of the tongue, the hands and feet, the heart Allah Ta'ala blessed us with, the mind we have, and that shukar comes alive in reality, it will become very difficult to use these faculties and these limbs in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. So now a person has achieved that zikr and achieved that shukar, he's achieved everything. And when this becomes alive, husni ibadatik, Ya Allah, you help me to perfect your worship to worship you in a perfect manner to worship you in the best, best way when the person has truly achieved zikr and shukr husne ibadat will come in place and if he's far away from zikr then his ibadat will be of that kind also he's far away from shukr then what kind of ibadat he's going to make as well so bringing alive zikr and shukr will bring itself husne ibadat but he asked Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, you help me. You assist me to acquire this, to acquire your dhikr, acquire your shukr, and acquire this husna ibadat. So this dua Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi taught, we should make it a part of our daily ma'mul as well, after every salah. This is the advice Rasulullah Sallallahu gave. And all the narrators in this hadith sharif, when they would narrate it, they would say to their students, whoever they narrate, I am advising you and I am giving, making wasiyat to you now. Hazrat Mu'az ibn Jabal, when he narrated it to his students, he said to them, I'm making wasiyat to you. That don't ever leave this out after every salah. And this chain continued. So this is for us as well. That we make this part, not just merely reciting the words, but pondering also what we're reciting. And with the heart asking Allah Ta'ala. And then making that effort to bring the zikr alive, to bring the shukr alive, to try to better our ibadat, like we all the time trying to better dunya, the focus must be now to better our taluk with Allah Ta'ala. To better our connection with Allah Ta'ala. Better our ibadat. So this is that very very concise dua. And this dua which Rasulullah Wasallam gave to Hazrat Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu ta'ala an, with such love, such muhabbat. 
and also such emphasis Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq as well <coughs> that we recite it after every salah and we also bring the reality of this in our lives and become the true zakirin and shakirin become among those who truly remember Allah Ta'ala and are truly grateful to Allah Ta'ala وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم نائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
اللهم اعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اله العالمين يا الله او بس بسفل بس غريشس بس كاهن بس لبيك الله اله العالمين يا الله فوجيفس يا الله يا الله فوجيفس يا الله يا الله فوجيفس يا الله forgive all who made it by us ya allah forgive what we did deliberately and mistakenly ya allah ilahu alamin forgive our families ya allah forgive our friends and relatives ya allah forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin make us your obedient servants ya allah ilahu alamin make us your obedient servants ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah ya allah grant us tawbah and nusuh ya allah and save us from all the sins ya allah and you protect us ya allah you guide us ya allah you help us ya allah help us to fulfill all your commands ya allah help us to please you ya allah help us to make your zikr ya allah help us to be forever grateful to you ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you guide us and help us ya allah allah don't leave us to ourselves ya allah ilahul alamin don't leave us to ourselves ya allah allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata ain اللهم لا تكلنا الى انفسنا طرفه عين فانك ان تكلنا الى انفسنا تكلنا الى ضعف وذنب وعوره وخطيئه اله العالمين يا الله في لفت وسرج الله نفس الشيطان ميك بوسل اوف اس يا الله اله العالمين يو بروتكت اس اند جايد اس يا الله يلا بروتكت ون اند اول يا الله يلا بروتكت ذا يوث اوف ذا امه يا الله بروتكت ذا مين اند وومن اوف ذا امه يا الله اله العالمين يا الله برينج اس اول انتو يور اوبيدينس يا الله اله العالمين سيف اس all the fitna and fasad ya allah and the cleanse and purify us from all the sins ya allah from all the evils and vices ya allah save us from the sins of the eyes ya allah the sins of the ears and tongue ya allah the sins of the hands and feet ya allah and purify our hearts of all the evils ya allah fill our hearts with your muhabbat ya allah fill our hearts with your love ya allah fill our hearts with your remembrance ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah and you guide us to all that pleases you ya allah save us from everything that is displeasing to you ya allah and bless us with the tawfiq of living the mubarak sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin save us from the ways of the yahud and nasara ya allah and grant us a love of deed ya allah the love of the amal of deen ya allah the love of salah ya allah the love of the tilawat of the quran sharif ya allah the love of zikr and dua ya allah the love of serving deen ya allah ilahul alamin accept us and our progeny till qiyamah for the khidmat of deen ya allah with ikhlas and afiyat ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah and accept all the efforts of deen taking place ya allah accept the efforts of the masajid ya allah accept the efforts of the madaris and makatib ya allah the efforts of the khanqas ya allah the efforts of da'wat and tablighi ya allah all the organizations of deen ya allah all those who are making an effort of deen in the line of haq ya allah accept one and all ya allah overlook the shortcomings ya allah provide the means from the ghayb ya allah ilahul alamin remove all the obstacles from the way ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah allah protect one and all from the schemes of the enemies ya allah protect all the institutions of deen from the schemes of the enemies ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah turn their schemes against them ya allah ilahul alamin all those who are trying to harm islam ya allah trying to harm the muslims ya allah grant them hidayat as well ya allah allah hidayat is not decreed for them ya allah allah wipe them out from the face of this earth ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah whoever the muslims are suffering in the world ya allah allah remove their pain and suffering ya allah allah remove their suffering ya allah allahumma farrij al-qurban ummati sayyidina 
محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اللہ مرحب امت سیدنا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اللہ تجاوز عن امت سیدنا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اللہ اسلح امت سیدنا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اللہ ریموو دا پین اور سفرنگ اف دا امت اللہ اللہ گرانٹ اس توفیق اف دا اعمال دا بنگ ڈاؤن یا رحمت اللہ سیو اس ام دا اکشنز دا بنگ ڈاؤن عذاب یا اللہ الہ العالمین اپلف دا پینڈیمکس یا اللہ اپلف دا وائرسز یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ سیو اس ام دا اکشنز دا بنگ ڈاؤن دیس کائن اف ایشوز یا اللہ الہ العالمین اول دس از دا ان ریزلٹ اف اور اون ڈوئنگز یا اللہ اللہ وی ار ریگریٹفل فار دس یا اللہ وی ار ریموسفل اوور اور سنز یا اللہ وی میکنگ توبہ یا اللہ اللہ ایکسپٹ اوور توبہ یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ اول دوز سی گیو دم کمپلیٹ شفا اینڈ عافیت یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ fulfill all the pious aspirations of one and all ya allah all those who have asked us to make dua for them ya allah all who have raised their hands to the dua ya allah you are the know of each one's heart ya allah fulfill each one's jaiz needs from the ghaib ya allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah in this mubarak month of ramadan ya allah ya allah the objective is taqwa ya allah allah bless us with taqwa ya allah bless us with taqwa ya allah allah bless us with taqwa ya allah Keep us on taqwa, ya Allah. Take us on taqwa, ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, ya Allah. Allah, very soon the month of Ramadan will be over, ya Allah. Allah, we'll be back out, ya Allah. And shaitan will be out, ya Allah. And he'll be trying to derail us again, ya Allah. He'll be trying to drop us into those pits, ya Allah. He'll be trying to, ya Allah, remove every bit of good from us, ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, all the blessings that you blessed us with, ya Allah. Shaitan will be waiting to rob us of it, ya Allah. Allah Almighty can only be saved with your protection ya Allah. Allah you protect us ya Allah. You safeguard us ya Allah. Allah save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan ya Allah. Allah Almighty the enemy of nafs is within us ya Allah. Allah Almighty ya Allah you make this nafs nafs ammara ya Allah. You make it nafs lawama ya Allah. You make it nafs mutmainna ya Allah. Allah Almighty ya Allah let us our very nature become the sharia ya Allah. Allah Almighty ya Allah Allah you grant us the tawfiq of doing everything that pleases you ya Allah. Save us from everything that displeases you, Allah. Allah, our greatest need is to become yours, Ya Allah. You become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, make us yours, Ya Allah. You become ours, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-alihi al-azim ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله